I wondered when these words came to me on Friday. With his stripes, we are healed. With somebody else's wounds, I am being healed. So I have wound all over my body. And another person comes along. And when the wound I have is replicated on this person, mine begins to disappear. Are you seeing the picture? a cut, a knife cut on my palm. And someone without a cut on his palm comes. A cut is now put on his own palm. And immediately that cut is made on his palm. My own cut disappears. Somebody used bottle on my head and I'm bleeding. The minute they do the same thing to this other person, my own wounds begin to vanish. I was so much grieved with heartache and sorrow. Weight of sin, it, it, it troubled me inside. And somebody came and when he began to replicate the exact same sorrow and grief I was feeling, mine began to vanish. By his stripes, we are healed. When we are saying stripes, you are looking at the physical cross he carried. You're looking at the thorns on his head. But I, I trust that in the first service, you understood that more than the physical wounds, Jesus bore more pain than what physical your physical body can handle. So when the Bible says, by his stripes, by his wounds, by the chastisement, by the punishment, I am discharged and acquitted. It means that I had these things before. Someone that is not sick can't be healed. It is a wrong use of, of the word healed. Only a person that is sick can be healed. Only a person that is wounded can be healed, right? So, I must have been wounded. I must have been sick. I must have been caught terribly. I must have deserved chastisement. I must have been without peace for it to be that when he bore all the things that caused me to be where I was, all the things that maligned me vanished. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we are healed. Of the many strokes that Jesus bore while he was going there, of the insults and ridicule he bore while he was going there, of all of those things, these are the tokens for which I can stand now and declare boldly, I cannot suffer as a firstborn in my family again. Because a firstborn came and he was cut off from the face of the earth. Bible says in Isaiah, when we look at his offspring, can we find anyone? We can't find them. He was cut off without having some. By his stripes, you and I are healed. We are saved by the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. We've read Isaiah 3 verse 5. The next scripture, there's just 5 we'll look at. The next scripture we'll look at is John chapter 19 verse 1 to 3. The set stripes of Jesus. John 19, 1 to 3. Okay. Now, Jesus appearing before Pilate. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus. Can we have another version? Scorched is what they used here. Beat him. Can we have another version? Who has NIV there? No other version. Okay, let's make do with this one. Okay, flogged. Good. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. He was severely beaten. Because when we still say flogged, it's still diminishing the effect of it. If they flog him, it's just like flogging a child now. But the whole nation, look at the severity and the emphasis of this word. The whole nation is accusing one man of being a criminal. The kind of flogging they will flog this man will not be the same thing that they will flog in the house. Are you getting the picture? So, he was severely beaten. So that after they have beaten 
general said, okay, we can now leave you. You're getting the picture. So Jesus was severely flogged too. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and threw purple rope around him. Second thing they did there, they put a crown of thorns on his head. They put it and pressed it in. Three. Okay, no, let's go to three. And they repeatedly came up and hailed him, king of the Jews, and they were slapping his face. Hallelujah. So he was flogged. A crown of thorns was put on his head and he was slapped. They were slapping him about. Amen. Stripe number one from the Bible. But something more particular was what struck me to name this sermon this way. I will show you. Luke chapter 24. From verse 31 to 40. Luke 24, from verse 31 to 40. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, Did our hearts not burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened towards the scriptures, and they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together. And them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And they told these things. And, and they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. And as they spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace be unto you. And they were terrified and frightened, and supposed that he had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do your thoughts arise in your heart? Behold my hands. Emphasis, verse 39 and 40. Behold my hands, my feet, that it is I myself. Handle these and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bones. And he see that I have these things. And when he had thus spoken, he should them, his hands, and his feet. Hallelujah. So, he suffered numerous stripes, as the Bible says. But when he appeared to the disciples, there was something he showed them. Hallelujah. Something would have been so much more visible, even when the disciples saw him by the seaside. They didn't see markings of where the crown of thorns had pierced him. Had they seen it, they would have immediately recognized this is Jesus. They didn't see the bruises from the slaps that were given on him. Had they seen that, ah, why does this man have this kind of face? And if they had looked more, they would have, this must be Jesus. Because he said he resurrected. They didn't see the stripes of the flogging, the evidence of being brutally beaten. It left him. Hallelujah. Pay attention. The crown of thorns, the evidence it left, or it had disappeared. The slaps, the beatings vanished. But there was something that remained. And this was the token he showed the disciples. Because he was showing them that when you and I come, you will see this scripture, you will see the fulfillment of it, and you will walk thereby. And so one thing Jesus showed them first was his palm. And he said, look at my hand, look at my feet, look at my side. Hallelujah. These hands, they were 
on the cross. These feet, they were pierced through on the cross. And so I take you back to Isaiah 53. It wasn't the crown of thorns the Bible was talking about. It wasn't the flogging he was talking about. There was a piercing Jesus was to go through. And that was what remained even when he, when he resurrected from the grave. Hallelujah. John chapter 20. Again, he reiterates this again. John chapter 20. 22 to 28. We've been made more than conquerors by the blood of Jesus Christ. John 20, 22 to 28. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And so ever since you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and then thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. We say Thomas was doubtful, but this was an orchestration by the Spirit of God, so that you and I will be delivered from something, and we are going to hear it very soon. Unless I see the hand, the print of the nails, unless I see or I put my hand through his side, where he was thrust, he was pierced. His piercings were the stripes that healed us. Okay. 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were with him, and Thomas was now with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and he stood in the midst and said, Peace unto you. Then he said to Thomas now, Reach your hand now, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And then Thomas now said, this is evidence that mankind can relate with. This is evidence that is honored in heaven. This is evidence that is honored on the earth. This is evidence that is honored underneath the earth. And then the next thing Thomas now said, my Lord and my God. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. But there is a token. Because there are many laws and there are many names. What makes your Lord particular in you? Because this one had come. Lucifer or Satan cannot lay claims to you. He did not burden himself with what Jesus burdened himself for you. The evidence is in the stripes on Jesus' palms. The evidence is in the stripes on his foot. The evidence is in the stripe on his side. Hallelujah. And so I ask myself more. As my master, or should I say my mentor was teaching me. And I asked him, why did you forget the crown of thorns? Why did you forget everything? And the only thing that you laid emphasis to were the palms, foot, and the side. And he said, Isaiah 59. And I'm telling you this from the altar. He said, Isaiah 59. When I was preparing this thing, the, the theme of the message was there. Where to go to was not there. And that's how he always gives it to me. Immediately, the name just comes. Uh, he will just tell me, go here. I may start reading it and I don't see any relationship. 
Before I'm done, he will show me what he wanted to show me there. And he said, Isaiah 59. I went to Isaiah 59. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 59 from verse 1. It's a scripture that we know. But you did not know it was prophecy. Alright, let's take it together. Behold, the hands of the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ears heavy that it cannot hear too. But your iniquities have separated you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. How? Three. Your hands are defiled with blood. Your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. And your tongue has muttered perverseness. Four. None calleth for justice, nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Five. They hatch cockatrice's eggs and weave the spider's web. He that eateth their eggs dies, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Six. Their web shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity and the acts of violence still in their hands. Seven. Seven. Their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts. Now, Look at the relationship in this scripture. Three things are still being emphasized, though you have not seen it. You only seen two, Abby. You are seeing hands and feet. Do you know that he spoke of the heart as well? Three places Jesus was struck. He was struck in the hands. He was struck in the feet. He was struck in the heart. Hallelujah. The Bible said sight. He was struck in the heart. Amen. So, number one. Humans, you have been separated from God because your hands are stained with the evil you have carried out in your hands. Number two, your feet are hasty to do evil. Your heart has been clouded by darkness. So everything you do is conceiving evil over and over again. So I had to come. The emphasis I laid earlier, the example I laid earlier, I have the wounds all over me. Someone without wounds comes and as he cuts himself, replicating my wounds, mine begin to disappear. I was the one that carried all of these things. But when Jesus came, he began to reproduce them on himself and he took them from me and bore it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody following? I hope I'm not confusing you. It's in the Bible. It's your normal Bible. It's not mine. Hallelujah. Okay. Eight as the last. The way of peace they do not know. There is no judgment in their goings. They have made, they have made them crooked paths. And whoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Hallelujah. This was a sentence for all humanity. This was a sentence for you and I. And so Jesus knew that the problem was in your hands, your heart, and your feet. He carried them on himself, took them to the cross, and nailed them. That thing that causes your hands to still go to evil, I have nailed it now. That thing that misleads your feet, I have nailed it now. That thing that makes you see the fruit of iniquity and you desire it, I have nailed it now. It has been pierced on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. And so Eve can now stand up.
not now. Eve can rise up again and will see the fruit and she will, not de- she will despise that fruit once upon a time that caused her heart to desire, her feet to go and her hand stretch forth and grab it. Hallelujah. You are getting the whole picture. Hallelujah. Eve can now stand up because Jesus has nailed it in the hands. He has nailed it in the heart. He has nailed it in the feet to the cross. Giving you boldness now to say, devil, get out. I shun sin. I shun iniquity. I shun the works that darkness brings up and produces in man. Hallelujah. Before now, it wasn't easy. Before Christ's advent, it was not an easy feat to actually be rid of the works of the hands. Let me show you. Media, let's jump to 15 and 16. Many tried by their own ways to lead the path of wickedness. Many tried by the workings of their energy and flesh to actually remove their hearts from the desires of flesh. 15 and 16. 15 and 16. Yes, the truth faileth. And he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. When a man has finally decided, I'm leaving this path, this version, please, let's see another version there. Whoever departs from evil, he is targeted and flogged. Amplified, or the Berean Bible says, he's targeted and flogged. 15, give me another version of 15. Okay. He's plundered. He's still, he's still speaking English. Hallelujah. Whoever departs from evil, he's made a prey. He's targeted. He's flogged. He's bullied. You can't live on your own. And I says, the Lord saw it and he was displeased that there was no judgment. 16. And he now decided by himself. 16. Okay. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there is no intercessor. Therefore, his arm. Another version still renders this better. Amplified renders this better. And the Berean Bible also renders this better. He now said he took it on himself now. He took the responsibility of righteousness. He took the responsibility of salvation, saving you on himself. He had been calling man, come, but man couldn't come. His feet, the feet he had will not allow him come. The hands and the works of it will not allow him approach. The heart will not allow him come. And he now took it on himself. He said, if this is what is plaguing man, I will come as man. I will nail these feet. I will kill the feet. I will kill the hands. And I will pierce the heart. And when I have pierced these things, you are now healed. Hallelujah. When I have pierced them, when I have broken the power of judgment upon your palms, when I have broken the power of iniquity on your feet, leading you into a way contrary to mine, when I have broken the power of your heart being misguided, then you will now come with unveiled faces and you will behold the glory of God as through a looking glass. Because without this thing happening, you cannot find it. So also, when you say a man is doing good deeds, ah, he will be saved by his deeds. True. But that man will not make heaven. As far as the salvation we are talking about, it does not pertain to him. Because Jesus is the only canopy through which when you enter, these facets of your life are nailed in him. And when they are nailed now, you can enter boldly, having passed through the trial of fire that Jesus went through for you. His works are now taken from you and put on you. And you can now boldly say, my heart is for Jesus. It has been pierced. My hands can do the works of God. They have been pierced. My feet can follow after the path of truth. They have been pierced. Hallelujah. Can you stand to your feet?
And so, in somebody's family, in somebody's life, in someone's academics, in someone's spiritual life, these three things will not go without. You will not see without in your life. When there is a challenge in your life and in your family, these three things are there. Somebody's legs are going to something that is darkness. Somebody's hands are performing the enterprise of the devil. Somebody's heart is clouded with darkness. And Jesus had come and he took all of this to the cross and he nailed it. And so my hand can now hold prosperity because Jesus has nailed poverty. My feet can walk in peace and righteousness because Jesus nailed the feet to the cross. He nailed it. The element of my feet that will lead me to destruction, Jesus nailed it to the cross. The element of my heart in Genesis 6, every inclination of their heart is towards evil. Everything in my heart that has been leading my thoughts, leading my mind, I cannot think straight thoughts again. I cannot think righteousness. I cannot think purity. When I sit down to conceive, all my conceptions, they are towards iniquity. Everything that caused this, Jesus had taken to the cross. You are here under the sound of my voice and it seems as though your feet has not yet obeyed this command. It seems as though the works of your hands are still following after the old way. It seems as though your heart is still your own heart, not Jesus' heart. Can you lift your voice and cry to Jesus now? All the works you did on Calvary, Lord, I receive it now. That is what salvation means. It's not just a confession. It's that you have believed in your heart. You have said it. And so these things that Jesus did have been taken on you now. Jesus, I receive all the works that you have done. My feet shall no longer veer into darkness. My hand shall no longer veer into the works of iniquity. Jesus, I receive it now. Jesus, I receive it now. Can you make it a prayer? Can you make it a prayer? Can you make that a prayer in your heart? Can you make that a prayer now? With your lips, you will no longer tell lies. With your lips, you will no longer produce unfruitful things.
of every believer on the earth. Now hear me. The number one goal of every believer on the earth is making heaven. That's not it. Too. Number one goal of every believer is intimacy with God and abstinence from sin. Bible says, now having this promise, let us cleanse ourselves of every impurity that corrupts spirit and the body. So, somebody was, was saying to me one time, do you know that the number one goal of every believer is, I will never sin again. I will never. Ah, that night, it was a hard teaching. He was here in church. I was at the back. It was a hard teaching. After he said it, he said, say it, I will never sin again. And I said it the first time, but my heart did not conform. I will never sin again. I will, is it possible? I will never sin again. That is my number one goal. Someone makes goals, all is Christians, I will never sin again. My number one goal, I will never sin again. Jesus has already made the provisions. All you do is you walk by faith into it. Can you reconsecrate your heart again to Jesus? Now we're going to take a few prayers and then we'll go. Just tell Jesus, my heart is in your hands again. I give you my heart again. I give you my heart again. So today's message is that you will not take salvation trivially. Is that you will not bask in the euphoria only, but you will know the responsibility and the weight that comes with the words you have been saying. Salvation is free. Ah, Come and eat all you who are thirsty. You are coming to eat free food. You are coming to drink free wine. When they need people to walk, you will walk because you came and you ate and you now have energy. Lord, here is your church again. Unproductivity. You are going down that 
that road. People are going towards destiny. Me, I'm going the other way. My feet shall no longer walk in the path of darkness. In my family, it shall never happen again. My hands shall not produce works of failure. My hands shall not produce works. That at the end of the day, they say, come, let's show what you have brought forth. What have you been able to achieve after four years, after five years? And the only thing I can, I can show is something that is not even tangible. My hands shall, never, shall not bring forth those works again. Can you lift your voice now and make that prayer? My hands, they shall not carry works of, of, of infidelity. They shall not carry works that are infidel. They shall not carry works that are sinful. My feet shall not follow after the path of immorality. My feet shall not follow the path of darkness. My hands shall not carry ruin. My hands shall not carry disappointment. My hands shall not carry disappointment. My heart shall not carry sorrow. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus, my hands are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, my feet are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, my heart is healed.
available. When I'm not around, when judgments are being made, when words of pronouncements are being made against me, and when I wake up, they ensnare me. Now, I know the blood speaks. I know the blood speaks. But Lord Jesus, I enforce it and give it permission in my life. Let the blood speak. Where my voice cannot reach, let the blood of Jesus reach for me. Where my voice is not heard, where there is no man to intercede, where there is no man to speak on behalf of my father or my mother, let the blood of Jesus speak. Let the blood of Jesus speak. In my lecturer's office, in my HOD's office, where there is no man to speak up on my behalf, let the blood of Jesus speak. Let the blood of Jesus speak. Can you make that a prayer? Can you make that a prayer? In the matters of destiny, where I don't have a voice, let the blood of Jesus be my voice. Where I don't have a man to speak for me, where I don't have an advocate, let the blood of Jesus speak for me. church 
and to your children. Father, if healing is what you do, let there be healing this morning. If miracles is what you do, let us experience it now. I pray for a family member here, Lord Jesus, by blood connection. I pray, I pray for someone mutually connected here now. In the name of Jesus, receive creative miracles now. Receive newness of body organs. Receive a refreshing now of both your spirit and your body. Of both your spirit and your body. Of both your spirit and your body. Your legs, your legs, your legs, your legs. I speak healing now in the name of Jesus. That bone that is hurting you and paining you. That eye in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I release this one's Lord. Ah. This is Jacob, the generation that seek you. This is Jacob, the generation that seek you. This is Jacob, the generation that seek you. Let the short covenant and the short blessings of Abraham follow them. Let the short blessings of Abraham follow these ones. Let the short promises of Abraham follow chapel of praise. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, upon this altar, I decree now the month of March. By the love of Jesus, healing miracles throughout the month of March. In the name of Jesus. What we pray for and what we don't pray for. Lord, let there be healings now in the name of Jesus. Creative miracles from the left, the right, the center. Lord Jesus, they will explode. Miracles of healings and testimonies of miracles in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you mighty father. Let your angels begin working now in the name of Jesus we pray. Be glorified Lord. Can you wave your hands to heaven? your hands there is only one name with power to save there is only one name with power to save